0: Get in, get in. This is Tall Can Audio. Come on, I'm the bone cracker, I'm the bone cracker, I'm the come from behind, i the back attack. track your, track you to you me. Drop down for bone crack. One, two, three! Away we go, episode 1012 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. My name's Matt Robinson coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We're on social media at Talkin' Audio. Make sure you give us a follow there. And uh, make sure you're hitting subscribe or follow in whatever podcast app you're listening to us on right now. Happy to be welcoming back in studio for the first time since episode 1000, Michaela Schreider. Screeds is back. What's happening?
1: Hi, Matt. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. here. 12 episodes have gone by. It yeah. has felt like an eternity, but here I am. <laughs>
0: it's, uh, and I know a lot's happened for you. We're going to yeah. get to some of that. But, yeah. uh, well, you know what? I was going to ask you a question. Uh, let's hold that because I know you You need this to happen fast. What are we drinking today, Shiites?
1: Oh, today we are drinking. Beautiful pop. Uh, I'm going with the Killarney Cream Ale from Manitoulin uh, Brewing Company. And yeah, I've had a, to to peel back the curtain a bit, I've had a very long day, and I know you have as well, uh, full of meetings, and I've I've never needed a beer more in my life. So I am (laughs) so happy to have been able to go into the magical fridge and pull out uh, this bad boy. I've never had this before, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Have we ever talked about the origin story of the magic fridge? No. Because it's not here. Like, this is not where the magic fridge ever started. Um,
1: I just called it that. Well, you used to call
0: it mystical. Mystical. And then it was mythical. And then it's been magical.
1: (laughs) Because every time I come into it, I have too many of whatever's in it. And I forget what I called it last time.
0: The magic fridge, which is what you called it today, is what I've always called it. Because when I would come home from college or whatever, that's what I called my dad's fridge. I would keep drinking Uh... beers out of it. But it would never be empty. Like, I would come back in the, the next day and there would be more beer in it. And that never happened when I was away at school. Like, it didn't refill itself unless I. <laughs> Is
1: that a hard life lesson and, that yeah, Matt exactly.
0: had to learn? Right. But when I would go home or up to the cottage, yeah, the, it was, and I think it was my dad's buddy who actually dubbed it the magic fridge that I could drink out of it all night and the next day it would just be full again. So,
1: God, don't yeah. you miss being a teenager? <laughs> it hasn't changed that much <laughs> when I go home. That's why you love going to the cottage. Oh, that makes sure. so much That's sense. That's a
0: huge part of it. That makes sense. Yeah. No, uh, dad's down to Back in the day, the magic fridge was all Molson Canadian and I was totally fine. I'm still honestly fine with, uh, with that, but, uh, dad's now more into the the craft scene as well. There you go. And, uh, yeah. So.
1: Is that because of your influence?
0: Maybe a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I, I, I the, the, the thing I think that first, and we're going to get into this, uh, the thing that first knocked him off the Canadian was Guinness. Oh, okay. Which I had gotten into a few times and, uh, and was suggesting and whatever. And then we were hitting, uh, when he would come up to visit, there was several times where we would go to uh, real sports in the market. Mm. And I was getting Guinness. and He started getting Guinness. And nobody hates Guinness. Nobody right? like hates that. No. <laughs> it's always going to be a winner. So, yeah, that was sort of uh, uh, of how that played out. Um, just before we go any further, Shrides, as we sit here right now, um, by the time most people hear this, episode one will be in the, uh, the rear view. But Summit 72 documentary series on, uh, on that 72 Summit series between Canada and Russia debuts on uh, or debuted on Wednesday the 14th on CBC. Um, it's on CBC Gem. You can check that out. Our last two episodes, uh, we've dived into it pretty deep. On episode 1010, we had uh, Dave Bedini from the Rio Statics and the West End Phoenix on. But he was, of course, very instrumental in getting that series up and running. And on episode 1011, this was a lot of fun. We had Slava Malamud on the show to give a bit of a perspective from the uh, the Soviet side of things. Oh, wow. How is this going to be remembered in, uh, or will it be remembered in Russia uh, 50 years later? When you lose, you're less likely to, to celebrate it, right? But uh, he said it, it does still hold a place over there. It does hold some history. So those are the last two episodes uh, that we have up uh well worth your time if you want to go back and uh and check those out i just realized i haven't cracked my own
1: what are you doing i know put your mask on before you put anybody else's on right? <laughs> <laughs> come on now
0: and not that kind of mask not this is that is kind the, of mask. no no, no, exactly. no i mean
1: the air the airplane mask right oh nice Beautiful sound
0: it's not bad uh so this is a class I haven't even sipped it yet. The smell is coming out of it. It oh. smells crisp. It's gorgeous. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. This is a classic. I don't have to tell anybody about this beer. This is the Bone Shaker IPA coming in at a nice 7% from the Amsterdam Brewery. brewery, brewery.
1: Have, you haven't even a sip yet. <laughs> Already the Bone Shaker's hitting you. This is the effect.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, from the Amsterdam Brewing Company down in uh, in Toronto. But everybody knows this one. And I can't help but this might be lost on you. I, I hope it's not. Um, this, uh, it's called obviously Bone Shaker. Do you remember the song circa 2001? Oh God. <laughs> Bone Cracker by Shokur.
1: I do not. And that's my wheelhouse. Like anything 1998 to like 2003, yep. if it came out then I can usually,
0: Yeah, so uh, that... maybe I'd have to hear it. Uh, uh, would you like me to?
1: Absolutely. I would.
0: I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. It's something like, I'm the Bonecracker, I'm the bone cracker. make you come, no, I'll come from the back of the pack attack ya. No. I think, no. No, not ringing a bell. So poor, cool. it's not a... I'm the Bonecracker, I'm the Bonecracker, I'm the come from behind, I'm the back attack ya. I'm the Bonecracker, I'm the bonecracker, I'm the get
1: in your mind and you find i wrap unwrap ya. It's not, uh hitting any nerves there.
0: All right. Well, it doesn't even matter because it's called Bone Shaker, but it reminds me of the song bone cracker for some reason uh but those of you yeah no of course um it's good to have you back yeah no kidding you want to take the wheel here (laughs) no absolutely not um but that is uh that's like circa fall 2001 that is the year i graduate high school Mm -hmm. so a lot of the it it was on like the edge thursday 30 top rock songs of, of the around the time um do you know the song and I'm not doing any more singing. Do you know the song "Hey Mister" by Custom?
1: Yes, that is ringing a bell.
0: Okay, so they come out right around the same time. These are songs that uh, from the year I graduated high school, and that's a creepy song about a guy who's just singing to his girlfriend's father about all the things he does with his daughter. That
1: seems like a good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's and I do remember there's there's one line, which again I'm not going to sing. Like, the whole song is about all the things that they do as soon as this man leaves the house. and Ew. Yeah. It's a little odd. And then it gets, like, just mean for the sake of mean in the bridge towards the end where the guy's, like, um, it's, it's something along the lines of um, a, putting a booger in your jiffy jar. What the? And when you come home late from work, I tell your wife you're at the titty bar. <laughs>
1: this song.
0: <laughs> yeah. How'd we get here again? I, I don't bone, know. Bone, sh- bone shaker. You haven't had a sip of bone shaker I have had Look one. Look what it's done to you. No, I know. I know. You're right. I'm it's sorry.
1: It's a deadly beer. I drank it. I, I love bone shaker, but I had it once at a cottage, yep. like midday, like you would a light beer. Oh, and no. And for whatever oh, reason, no, I just no. grabbed a bone shaker <laughs> and I was not feeling well the next day. That's
0: just pounded it, had several of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not good. All right. Uh, well, why don't we get right into it? You have been, uh, you've been away, and I I, I noticed you came in. You weren't carrying a bag of any kind. There was no gift wrapped looking thing. Uh, I was sort of anticipating you might bring me home a souvenir from the place you've been that we all want to go to the Mecca of uh, of the beer drinking world. Where have you been, Shrides?
1: Okay, so I don't have anything for you today, but I brought so much stuff home that I can probably bring you something next time. All right. So I, three years after getting married and two and a half years after originally planning it, I finally went on my honeymoon. Sorry, I went on our honeymoon. <laughs> Had to correct that detail. many times uh, with my husband. Yes, he came. Monica. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Um. So we, we've been planning this, like I said, for two and a half years. It was originally supposed to happen in April 2020. Clearly that didn't happen. didn't work, eh? Uh, so we went to Scotland and Ireland. And I, obviously Ireland's the big one that we'll... Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk yeah, about yeah. what it was like drinking the black stuff there. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing trip. It, it was so beautiful. Uh, my family's from Scotland, so I've been to Scotland a number of times. Mm. We stayed with uh, some family when, when we were in Glasgow and just had a blast. Uh, it was so much fun. And then... Uh, Ireland. Ireland was just. I You know what? I'm mad. Marie-Philippe Poulain and Laura Stacey were just there like a week and a half after we left. I was so mad that we didn't run into them, but that's fine. You know,
0: uh, you know who else was in the UK while well, you were in the UK? Oh,
1: God. A wrestler.
0: Multiple wrestlers tribes. The head of the table, your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, was in the UK.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so in my defense, I had no idea. There was something in Wales? Yes. In Wales, in, in Wales. Cardiff.
0: Uh yeah. WWE clash at the castle, in which Drew McIntyre of the UK uh, takes on the universal champion, uh, Roman Reigns. And I messaged Josh while yous were over there, uh, I don't know, maybe a day or two before the event. And I said to him, you are a fucking genius. <laughs> You have lured her there under the guise of a honeymoon. She's going to be so surprised when she arrives at the stadium. And he uh, messaged me back and goes, yeah, it's, it's a no-go. No. go we are not doing that.
1: First of all, I didn't even know it was happening. He showed me that message and that's how I learned it was happening. And I'm pretty sure at that point we were in Edinburgh or something. Like we were a couple days in. We were nowhere near Wales right. and we were under no circumstances going. Um, but uh, but like hand, this hands This goes up. back
0: to my honeymoon versus our yes, honeymoon. Yes, exactly.
1: Hands up, I had no idea it was happening. All and right. originally, so in my defense... Mm-hmm. Originally, our honeymoon was going to be two weeks long and it was going to involve England. We are going to go to London and I think Manchester. Right. Uh, Circumstances just didn't work out. We couldn't go for that long this time around. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had to cut it short and we removed England and we'll go back another time. But if we had, I I wouldn't have been against, if if Josh could plan, and this is the key, Matt, (laughs) if Josh could plan... Us getting there, a hotel, and all that good I will stuff. not allow
0: this to turn into Josh Slander.
1: <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if he did it, I would go. I'm not whole, one I, I,
0: afternoon. I'm not holding
1: my breath as to whether or not it's going to happen. But maybe <laughs> with, with wrestling involved, I'm sure he's much more of a planner. But he—he's the. we always joke that there's two people on every vacation. If he travels a couple, there's two kinds of people. One who's like, okay, I got the boarding pass. I got our hotel confirmation. I have a car rental. I have our passports. Let's mm-hmm. go. And the other one's like, okay, where are we going?
0: Right. <laughs> Take a wild
1: up. guess as to which one I am and which one Josh is. All right. all he right. he, multiple times throughout the trip was asking for details of what, what was coming next? next. All
0: right. Um, by all accounts, pretty fun afternoon. Sixty thousand people at the I'm stadium, sure it was. and uh, first major event over there in thirty years. And I'm going to hang on to the fact that you robbed him of it. Yeah, I, you can blame that's me. That's the I story care. that I'm going to. I don't care. Uh, how did it actually go in Ireland? That's the part oh. that um, that we're all wanting to hear about, especially around Mecca, as I uh, yeah, as I said.
1: So we got into Dublin, and uh, full disclosure, I was a little hungover. Um, our <laughs> last night in morning. Edinburgh. So I had done like I did a crap load of research for this, and I had like an extra two and a half years of planning with nothing to look <laughs> forward to. And my only form of self-care self at times was planning this mystery trip that who knows when it would happen. Right. I did so much research for this trip. And one of the things I did was look at the best places to get Guinness, not just in, in Ireland, but also like there were even um, recommendations in, in Scotland as well and in Edinburgh. So mm. the night... Before we left Edinburgh, we had gone to a number of different. went to the Innocent Gun Brewery. Nice, um, they and make good stuff too. They, you yeah. know what? Like yeah. great beer and yeah. so many different. Like it's such a great variety at, at the um the brew houses that they had there. Because we went to the one in Glasgow as well, mm. and it just ha- happened to be trivia night. So obviously we stuck around and played trivia and had a f- number of beers. <laughs> And then we went to this place called the White Hart Inn, which was no... We just stumbled upon it, and it, I had seen it in my research of one of the best places to get Guinness in Edinburgh. So I was like, okay, well, we got to go here. So we went there, got a pint of Guinness. They were playing live music. It was the Guinness was delicious. The The vibe was good, and we met up with... We, we ended up uh, meeting a couple of couples, one young couple, one kind of older couple, and we chatted with them all night. So it was a great night. Sure. Had too many beers, yep, as you do. As you do. So woke up the next day feeling a little rough. We flew to Dublin... But I managed to persevere because I knew that when we got to Dublin, there would be a pint of something waiting for me, and no amount of hangover was going to stop me from enjoying this. So we we get to Dublin, and again, I had a number of pubs kind of um, listed out as as some of the best places to get Guinness in Dublin. And so the first place we went was called the Long Hall which is just this very unassuming pub and not so much a touristy area, so it wasn't super busy. Right. We go in, and as we're walking in, this guy actually stops us. He starts talking to us about nothing. Like, we were told when you go to Ireland, be prepared to... Listen to an expert who knows nothing about anything, but is an expert anyway. And that was very much on brand. So this
0: guy starts. It's Twitter in people form. It's Twitter in people Twitter form. And I mean. people form.
1: They, they're so friendly and, and like they just want to talk to you. But they, you know, some of the stuff you're like, okay, I'm going to Google that when I get home. Right. And this guy starts talking to us about something to do with advertising uh, in Guinness. And he says, well, where are you from? Everyone assumed we were American. So we said, we're from Canada. And, and we, he's like, oh, how long have you been in Dublin? So we just got here. He's like, have you had. A pint of guinness yet we're like no we're on our way into this pub to to do just that yeah. and he goes well don't let me stop you get in there <laughs> like just completely brushes i know like, why you're here yeah, yeah he did not want to get in our way okay. and you know they poured the the first pint and oh my god it was as good as they say it is um and it's not to, to disrespect the guinness that we get no. here but it's just so much different there and it's so good and, and we, we kind of hopped around to a number of different pubs throughout the, our time there that I had heard make, you know, pour the best pint
0: of Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and well, it's
0: funny, eh? If, just if I can cut you off for one second. Yeah. I, I did, and maybe I've told this story on the show before. In 07, me and one of my oldest friends, we do a baseball tour. It's Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, the Baseball Hall of Fame in upstate New York. We're all Oof. over the place, right? Yeah. So, and I perhaps because of the number of beers. I can't remember if it was Syracuse or Albany that we ended up in for one night because there was lots of hotels on this, you know, moving around. I think it was Syracuse. And at some point before uh, we got there, one of the guys is asking, what would you be drinking at home? And don't hate me. This is before I've discovered it. And I've already said, I'll still drink it to this day. The guy says, you know, what would you be drinking if you were at home? I said, Canadian. He goes, yeah, yeah. But like, I was like, no, it's actually called, Canadian He was mm-hmm. oh okay I said, yeah it's, it's Molson Canadian whatever so we end up at this hotel uh bar in Syracuse and the guy starts bringing me and my friends like they have it they have your stuff and it's Molson export oh god but to be polite you drink yeah, it of course you drink you one and then he had gone back to the bar a second time brought us another round of Molson export so before any more damage could be done I went to the bar the next time, and I don't even remember, Miller Lite or something I came back with, right? Like, that's actually my go-to beer in the U.S. usually is Miller. Mm. Um, he goes, oh, what happened? I thought you guys were into the Molson. I said, yes, but it's Molson export. This is the shit we send out of the country to you, right? <laughs> yeah. I, and that's, that's not an exact replica for Guinness, but every Guinness drinker knows that there's, like, a Guinness we get here. Yeah. But if you were to go to the homeland, you'll get the real Guinness pour.
1: Yeah. And we found out why. So I always thought it's because, you know, Guinness outsourced their brewing or something to somewhere in Canada or North America. And it just wasn't the same. Or maybe the the transit did the damage. You know, the, the stuff we drink here is brewed in Ireland, mm-hmm. I was told, uh, at the Guinness storehouse. Uh, but the difference is they have a quality team. And we saw this quality team in, in work. They have a quality team that drives around to every single pub in Ireland and wow. make sure that their lines are clean properly. That you don't get it, to
0: sell our shit unless no, you're serving it properly. Exactly,
1: <laughs> like the system. It, it's a very particular system. Obviously, it's a nitro system. So, yeah. like, uh, they make sure that everything is up to their standard, and that's why it's mm. so good. Plus, they go through more. Right, like, yeah, I think of course, we we did a we did the Guinness storehouse, and and we did like a they called a connoisseur experience. So you got to taste like different. Uh, beers that guinness brews right and uh one of the things that the guy told us was that like i think one in every four pints in ireland is guinness that that are poured so you, any in any given moment any given day <laughs> one in every four pints poured at a pub yeah, is guinness which isn't surprising and like you it's just you see it flowing beer. out like yeah. you 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 understand why it's so much better and it, it really really is every single pub we went to um there you know there obviously were ones that we prefer but like the, the, the worst pint you got was still an amazing pint and and it was so so good and i miss it so much um <laughs> i've been craving it ever since we left I, I do have to to give a shout out and like i'm not like uh revealing this pub's name for the first time everyone knows about it but the best pint we got in dublin was at a place called john cavanaugh's Gravediggers. Yeah. Um, you may have heard about it. Like I it's, was following... Well, on you were your Instagram
0: <laughs> and Josh's Instagram.
1: <laughs> they're, they're well known as like the best place in Dublin to get a pint of Guinness. Even Anthony Bourdain said so. Mm-hmm. He went there. Yeah. And it's it's not easy to get to. It's it's in a little suburb called Glasnevin, just kind of north of, of the center of the city. And so we had to take a cab there. It was kind of in, like there's nothing really around it. There's a graveyard right next to it. That's where they get their name, <laughs> Gravediggers. Uh, and it was the... Best friggin' pint I've ever had in my life. Um, I I will be thinking about that for many many years.
0: So, back home, are you having to like dry out after this trip, or are you like altering your keg setup to be able to? Because people don't know. Your normal keg fridge can't pour Guinness. It's, no, it's, we need it's, a separate system. Yeah, exactly. We're
1: thinking about yeah, it. No, I'm not going to lie. And we did need a little bit of a recovery because, like, you know, there's a lot of Guinness that we drank. I'm pretty sure my blood was 30% Guinness when I got home. Um, <laughs> but the first thing we did— Iron we, count we, oh, the Oh, God. It yeah. was brutal. The first thing we did when we, we got to Pearson is we ordered a Guinness at, like, they have—it's not a Darcy McGee's, but it's, like, a Darcy yeah. McGee's— like same i'm I'm familiar yeah
0: sat there a few times yeah as someone who is uh afraid let's just call it afraid of flying i've gone into (laughs) many a pearson bar to fortify myself for the upcoming experience you have to yeah
1: you have to so so we went to the the only irish pub we could find in pearson and we got a guinness and you know it wasn't the same we knew it wouldn't be the same um we're on a mission now to find the best guinness in ottawa that might be a, a new can, project. Can I come? Absolutely, you can. You can help us do this research. Yes, okay. It's very important research. Of course,
0: that we, people need to know.
1: Absolutely, they yeah. do. Um, well, a really cool thing that we did. because I've
0: also spent many a Guinness pint at Darcy McGee's at the Ottawa airport preparing to yep. fly out of there. So. Yeah.
1: You, again, you got to you, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I got to fly like two drink minimum. Yeah, sure. of course. Yeah. Um, morning flights are really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, one of the coolest things we did, um, we were driving out to Galway and about halfway between Dublin and Galway. This is in Ireland or Scotland? uh, uh, Ireland. Ireland. Uh, So we were driving between Dublin and Galway and about halfway, uh, right in the middle of the country is a little town called Athlone. And they have a bar called Sean's Bar, which is the oldest pub in Ireland. Uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, okay, I think that it was like 900 I'm AD, sorry, Guinness or something. Book of World Records. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yes, it is the same Guinness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we had a pint at the oldest bar in Ireland, which which was really really cool and a great little pub. Like, would go there back there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um. So that was really neat. We went to Galway. Galway also had a number of different spots with amazing, amazing Guinness. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was incredible. We saw the Cliffs of Moher, not beer related, but just for anybody who's sure. been to the Cliffs of Moher, they're beautiful. Um, did
0: you see the peat? I don't know. That's what's that? <laughs> it's nothing. It's just one of those words people use to describe Scotland or
1: Oh Ireland. Yeah, it's like, on
0: Seinfeld. It's like, oh, the peat. Sure, I've seen the peat.
1: The, <laughs> yeah, that's how people will describe Scotch. We did like a Scotch whiskey experience in Edinburgh.
0: Is this why you were hung over before you got to Dublin?
1: Actually, it was that day. So that yeah, good, of course. Good, uh, good point. Um, and yeah, I think peat is like the the soil or something and if if it's grown in a certain area or the, the scotch is uh, made in a certain area it can be very peaty as right. they say. Okay. I don't like that word. I don't
0: no, and I don't even really know what it means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um has this Other than the one you had at Pearson, have you had another Guinness since you've been back? Like, has this ruined the experience or do we not know yet?
1: I don't know if it's ruined it. Like, it's definitely, like, I'm going to drink it here knowing it's not going to be the same, but it's like, I also don't expect it to be the
0: same. Yeah, And I don't want to be one of those people who like. I was going to say, are you going to be one of these snobs? No, absolutely not. Unless you've been to Dublin, you don't know. Exactly. (laughs)
1: That's my, and I love Guinness and I loved it before I went there. So I still love it here. And it's not, it's not even that it's bad here no and it's more it's more or less just the consistency like there's a thickness to it there that you just don't get here right but it still tastes good yeah and and again like you know you just don't you don't expect it because why would it be the same sure Right. Like the, there, there isn't this, people go to Ireland to drink Guinness. And that's why I think Guinness takes it so seriously. That of course, every pub, they're half,
0: they're half of the tourism industry exactly. of the country.
1: And they have to make sure that everyone serving their brand is doing it yeah. up to their
0: standards. They don't care about that here. No. Like it's, it's. already out the door. It's across the exactly. country. Or the and, and
1: or. again, like I loved it here before. I still love it now. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, that. yeah. I had a uh, a friend of mine come over here from Australia several years ago now uh in the in the before times and um you know she wanted to to see Canada and it just so happened she was getting ready to do a trip um around the US and I said you know if you come a week early it's uh, winterlude in Ottawa it's not all of Canada, but it's a reasonable <laughs> it's a of proximity Canada? Of, of Canada in the middle of the winter, what things are going to look like. So she shows up after, this might be twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, 2017, something like We had some ridiculous blizzard of all blizzards of that course. blew into Ottawa the day before she arrived. And for the week to 10 days following, it was like 12 degrees. <laughs> And so the day she landed, she landed in the perfect Ottawa winter paradise and the rest of the trip was this sloppy slush mud mess or whatever. And so on the first day, uh, you know, she lands at like seven o'clock at night here in Ottawa. We go out to some bar, have a couple Guinness cause we both know we'll like that, but it's within walking distance and we'll go to Canada tomorrow, right? We'll go see what things are going to look like. And on the first day we go downtown, we walk up the canal. She's not sure she wants to try skating on the canal. (laughs) We would go skating later in the trip, but the, you know, there's ruts and there's what, if you're not a strong skater, she wasn't sure if that's where she, but she's still like blown away that we're walking through a city's downtown on a frozen river. Like to her, that was mind blowing. It was amazing. It was, and when we got off the canal, we walked over to the Highlander and sat down. And I didn't notice until after. And she was just being fun. But she posts on her Instagram, uh, my first meal and beers in Canada are at a Scottish pub. My yep. guide is not really showing me Canada yet. Oh, but that is Canada.
1: How we, many friggin' Irish and Scottish yeah, pubs do we have we here? That's what we do here. Yep.
0: Unless you want to go and just drink whatever, Canadian or Bud or whatever, that's kind of the deal. It's um, And we would... End up having a better trip, but I, I'll never forget that whole. I've come to Canada and I'm <laughs> hanging out at a Scottish pub. I Could have just gone to Scotland. <laughs> I,
1: I've I've had this conversation with my my cousin who lives in Scotland, and like everywhere you go in the world, you can find an Irish pub somewhere. Yeah, of course, and I'm I've been guilty of it when I was in when Josh and I were in Florence. We totally went to an Irish pub, <laughs> and I, I hate to be like that tourist, but we were. Yeah, and and my my cousin says he's like I didn't go to Portugal or whatever country I'm in. To to sit in a Scottish pub, I can do that at might home. To,
0: might as well go to the like Planet Hollywood or
1: exactly. Like, it's like go to a Boston pizza or, yeah, or something, exactly. right? <laughs> um, but you know that that is what we do here. Is we you know we have so many Scottish and Irish pubs, and yes. and that's that's why I think going to the UK feels it's 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 so easy for Canadians because it's not much of a culture. Shock. No, <laughs> like it's not, not that different. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, like that's not surprising to me at all. That's feels very on brand for Canada.
0: So while you were over there, was there another beer that you hadn't had here? Like outside of Guinness Like something that you like, man, I hope at some point that's going to show up in the LCBO or something. Or did you just stick right to that, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm going to drink this kind of.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of Guinness. I did try a few craft breweries. Yeah. Um, You know, we did. Is craft as big
0: over there or are they so swamped by.
1: It's definitely like it's more of a thing than you'd think. Yeah. Um, And there's definitely. If I
0: had Guinness. I wouldn't really care about a local
1: craft. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I think it it is so synonymous with like that's what most people drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in Scotland, I think the, the the craft beer thing may have been a little bit bigger. And and uh, my my cousin and his wife knew that we were big craft beer fans, so they took us to a few different spots sure. that were kind of known for craft beer. But it's definitely like like just as much of a thing there. Yeah. Maybe not volume wise so much, or at least that we were noticing, but. You know the one thing that they do, especially in Scotland and in Ireland too, but I didn't notice it as much because I was focused on the Guinness. Yeah. Um. They they'll have like cask beers and then keg beers hmm. at every pub, so you can get a cask beer, which is is from a cask. It's not going to be very carbonated. It's ca- probably going to be like a little room temperature. Yeah. And then there's keg beers, much like we would get here on the normal tap. So. Wherever possible, I, I usually go with a cast beer because we don't get to drink a lot of that here, and it's kind of a, a different experience. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't any one particular beer. Like the, I had a um, in Galway, <laughs> their their brewery is called Galway Hooker Brewery. Yeah. Uh, so I drank I drank a few of their beers, and they were very tasty. But there was nothing that I was like, God, I want to get this at home. That was the Guinness. Okay. Like that's all I think about. Yeah. It. Um, but there, you know, we, we we did our best to like try a few craft breweries as well while we were there, and and you know, Innocent Gun we went to a couple times and. Yeah. You know, we can get that here, but yep. not not the same variety, obviously.
0: Did you find um, – I don't know if you've read uh, either of Jay Onright's books. Um,
1: I read Anchor Boy.
0: Anchor Boy was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, number two is what the second one is called, <laughs> which might as well have been what the first one was called as well. Yeah. Guy, uh, he likes his poop humor. But um, he said – and I can't remember in which one – that when he went to cover London 2012 – He was annoyed to learn that most pubs closed at midnight. He goes, Mm. I didn't get it. And he goes, It's because everybody's been blasted since 4 (laughs) p.m. Like he says, it's just a different world. Like over here, people don't go out till 10 p.m. and then they're looking for one or two in the morning or whatever. He goes, No, people go straight from work to their pub and by 10 or 11 or 12, it's over. Did you notice any culture shock like that, or is that overblown, or were you at different types of places, anything like that? Or
1: I didn't notice it, but you know how early I go to bed. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> uh,
1: so I, I wouldn't be the one. And one thing, and I knew this going in, um, you know, in, in the UK in general, they just have a very relaxed view of drinking. Right. Right. Like, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility to or, or, or reality to go to a pub after work, not necessarily every day, but but a number of times throughout the week, have a couple drinks and go home. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of drinking to get drunk. Right. It's more just like casual drinking. And I think we we kind of have that here, but not to the same extent. I think there's a little bit more of the drinking to get drunk. Yes. And that's why you see the late night bars and, and, and people going out at 10 p.m. But like there is just a social thing. They go to talk to their friends and they happen to have a few Guinness or, or right. pints on the way. And and then they go home, it's it's not really a, a big deal. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't know how I'd handle that, to be honest I, with you.
1: That's like I, I my, my mom is she's born in Scotland, so I grew up in a very like kind of Scottish household for lack of a better term, and by yeah. that I just mean we drank. Um, <laughs> but like we we had a very relaxed view of drinking. Like it wasn't if I was fourteen and wanted to try a sip of my dad's beer or or, or like they a say sip that's of someone's better, wine. Hey. Yeah. but like like like, like I was Italian's the
0: same way like fourteen yeah. year olds have wine with dinner and then when you turn 18, 19, it's like, whatever. Like, you're not in a huge rush to go running out to get smashed. Like,
1: nope. It's probably and a
0: better approach to it, to be honest with you. Like,
1: and I noticed that when I got to university. Because when I was in high school, like, my mom would buy me booze. Right. Like, not, <laughs> like I think around the age of, like, 16. I wasn't, like, 13 or no, something no, like that. Yeah. But, like, she would always make the argument, like, I'd rather know where you are and know what you're doing. Yep. And if me buying you Booze is how that happens. That's great, and she wouldn't buy me a lot. Like it was responsible here, yeah. But like, I was allowed to drink, provided I was responsible. I kind of got all my craziness out in high school, and then I went to university and I saw all my friends who weren't allowed to drink in high school, and it yeah, just was just went a nuts. fucking
0: free for all, yeah,
1: like dangerously, yeah. And it was I, I had kind of gotten all that out of my system, and I wasn't really into it. So yeah, I, I do think that's the way to go.
0: Yeah, I, no, I think you're, you're probably right. Um, let your
1: kids drink, folks. I'm follow me for more parenting advice,
0: and let your husband. Go to Clash of the Castle.
1: Maybe next time. Is it an annual thing? No. No. Okay. This
0: uh, was a once-in-a-lifetime thing you've taken well, away from Josh.
1: Uh, that's awkward. <laughs> Sorry there.
0: As Vanessa and I have said multiple times on this show now, Team Josh.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. How dare yeah, no, you? I trusted you. We're supposed to be friends. Both of you. Vanessa, if you're listening...
0: Strong, strong Team Josh vibes uh-huh, uh-huh. in the studio here. Um, that was fun. She was in on uh, on Labor Day Monday. If you people haven't had a chance to check that out, it's up at tallcanaudio.com or uh, wherever you're hearing this. Um, Great episode. It was a lot Even of fun. Even though I'm mad at you both. Yeah, I get that. We can live with that. Yeah. I won't speak for her. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have taken Josh to clash.
1: We have to record she's got game tomorrow, so we'll see if she sa- how she feels.
0: Let's see if that's what she said. she's
1: got game
0: i know but see if that's what she said
1: did i say she's got no that's that's what what i'm just saying okay sorry i thought i screwed up and said that's what she said oh my god
0: that's what she said there it is she's got game there it is every weekend you see across the tsn radio network
1: i thought i had a slip there for a minute i was like oh my
0: god what year is it i think you're allowed to mix up your shows you've had a few of them that's true
1: they've all they've all had she in the title yeah and yeah
0: what, uh, can you tell us what's coming up on Mouchoir and on, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> now I've mixed She's up got with game.
1: Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's got game.
1: Uh, so Mouchoir is out now, the most recent episode. Uh, Janine and I are actually back recording for the first time in like hey. three weeks because I was gone for two weeks and then she was gone and- yeah uh red blacks are 3-0 when i'm out of the country by the way so we'll get the my... fuck out of here that's what i said i was like <laughs> i'll leave i don't care um and they're they are literally and 9 when i'm here so i might want to leave <laughs> yeah uh yeah we just talked about how the red blacks lost yet again and uh they do that you know they suck so that's cool yeah you know again shocking another episode of bush where we talk about a loss um <laughs> and then on she's got game this week we uh, we have a really exciting interview uh, with a woman named Kathleen uh, Jamie. I believe I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She's doing a, creating a documentary about the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh wow! Yeah, so we'll have an interview with that's going to be depressing. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Big time. And, uh, you know, WNBA finals are on. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, talk about the US Open. Iga Shvantec, uh winning tennis, uh, Vanessa's big tennis girl. So mm-hmm. she'll, uh, she'll have all the insight she there. She
0: all my shitty tennis while she was in here, <laughs> which I appreciate. That was half the reason to have her on was to you correct me.
1: She's a very, she knows so much when it comes to tennis and yeah. golf. That's why I like, I think we balance each other out so well is because she's got all that knowledge that I just do not have. So it's very, very helpful. Um, And the NW, now that the, you know, WNBA is probably wrapping up this week, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we can start uh, focusing our attention on the NWSL, maybe a little bit of hockey as uh, the hockey season starts to get Mm -hmm. uh, underway. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff.
0: And uh, you're back next week on this show. We're going to be at the, uh, this will be the first time somehow in over 1,000 episodes that we've ever recorded a show at a brewery. And uh, we will be at the Nita Beer Company. Uh, we will do the uh, the normal midweek pod, and then we will be joined by uh, Andy Nita to talk about their upcoming event. They have Shrides, and I know you know this. Uh, their first Oktoberfest event on Saturday, September 24th, and I've always... Yeah, I've always been... <laughs> irritated is overstating minute. it, but like Bose used to do the same thing. It would be like the last weekend of September. I don't know. But that that's up to... I, I don't hold people's calendar against them. No, you do I, what you gotta do. Sure.
1: I'm not planning events for a brewery. I can only imagine how stressful it is. Right. So <laughs> My OCD on the <laughs> other hand is yeah. like... <laughs> but it's, it's not October. October. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so they're having their first uh, Oktoberfest. And uh, you can get your tickets you and get more information at needabeer.com And uh, with your ticket, get yourself in, obviously. you Get yourself uh, a brat with all the traditional German fixings. Get yourself a nice stein full of one of uh, Nita's beers. And you can refill it as many times as you want, but you get to take the stein home with you, obviously, when you're done. Hell yeah. Uh, Sounds like a pretty cool event. Uh, Tickets and more information available at nitabeer.com, and we will link directly to it in the show notes here at uh, at tallcanaudio.com. Why don't we move... Directly into, you were talking about the WNBA finals there. Before we touch on that, the WNBA announced that uh, next season they will play a preseason game in Canada. Woo! And you, very dangerously, quote tweeted it and said, I don't care where or when it is, I will be there.
1: Hell yeah. I stand by that. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's going to be in Toronto.
0: <laughs> Probably. Very but like, likely. have we considered that it might be like Yellowknife in March? <laughs> and I like, will
1: do it. I don't care. Yeah, I, we, I stand by well, what we I We saw
0: your travel plans to Seattle mm-hmm. kind of crumble. That didn't go so well. You're right. It will be either Toronto or Montreal. I assume it'll be Toronto. What if it's going to be contested in between I don't know, like a Leafs double header or something. Like you only get tickets if you voluntarily go see the Leafs. Is that a deal breaker for you? I can't imagine how that happens, but
1: yeah, you can it's only fun
0: for me to torture you with Here the possibility. Super
1: expensive and rare tickets. Yeah that you have to get in order to go to this WNBA game. <laughs> MLSE is not months. above that. That's like, very true. That's the, very if, true. Hey, I'd do it. I don't care. I mean.
0: Back in the day, you used to, if you wanted to buy Leafs tickets, you had to buy Raptors season tickets when the Raptors were getting up. Oh running. my God, like, it really? Was, yeah. Like there was some bad shit that MLSE <sighs> pulled in the early days there.
1: I, you know, I've been to a Leafs game in, at the time, the Air Canada Centre, but mm-hmm. now Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. Um, I was a, it was a Sens game. All right. I have many regrets. I was 19 years old, and the only way we we were getting tickets—we all do stupid things. The only way we were getting tickets is to go to a scalper. Mm -hmm. If there are any law enforcement listening, this conversation never happened. Of course. Um, But no, we we went to a scalper and got like, like, like literally five minutes before the game was starting. So like, they were desperate to unload them. Yeah. That's the only way I've ever gone to a Leafs game. So yeah, if I got Leafs tickets, like hell yeah, I'd go. Right. Hopefully it wouldn't be against the Sens because I don't feel like getting bullied. <laughs> it's not a fun place. Our own, our own arena is not fun when the Leafs are no, in town.
0: No, I, I get that.
1: It's really not fun to be a Sens fan. In, See, in I appreciate you saying, saying that because
0: Leaf fans are known to be notoriously like quiet and boring. And, and whatever.
1: See, the 100s are. Yeah. But Matt, I was a first year second year university. Oh, student.
0: I, I get it. I used to sit up high there too.
1: <sighs> I got I and and admittedly, I got sat in front of a bunch of Bay Street dudes. Oh,
0: okay. Do
1: you think they were nice to me? They were not. They were not nice to me. But yeah. they were corporate. Yeah. Like like every stereotype <laughs> that you can imagine not been good down corporate. On <laughs> They were douchebags, absolutely <laughs> douchebags. They were clearly in like their probably late 20s picking on a 19-year-old girl. Yeah, that's cool. Like I was sitting there with my... Way
0: to go, you.
1: Yeah, like good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Sitting there with Josh, who's yeah. in a Leafs jersey and two of our friends who are also oh, in a No, jersey. so Leafs he didn't jerseys. get picked on. No. no. And, and like, not, like I was Did you clearly, wear a Sens jersey? Of course I did
0: ah you might of course might
1: i did I, I could understand some gentle ribbing or yeah, some like sure. fun ah, you know back and yeah. forth this guy was relentless ah. like like to a point where it was no longer fun for any of us okay. like
0: was there a name on your sense jersey
1: no this no? one was blank
0: okay yeah. if you were buying a Sens jersey today who would be on it <sighs> like literally tomorrow you have to buy a Sens oh, jersey brady kachuk yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's you know there's so many options now and they've all signed long-term contracts. It, yeah. So, so my, it's safe. My it's... thing was like I, I I used to buy jerseys and then shortly thereafter that player would
0: be traded. I totally get that. Yeah, Like the Leafs went through decades <laughs> of garbage and I was like, "You know what? Another Gilmore might be good here." Yeah. Right? That guy's not getting traded, he'll stay a legend. Can't do that. Kujo, that'll work. Um Yeah, went through a very long time where I would not buy a jersey for a current leap. But as soon as John Tavares signed here, that was my... uh, Yeah. I'm an Oshawa Generals guy too, right? So, I mean, that fit. uh, That makes sense. There
1: there are some players that's like, even if they were traded tomorrow, they were a leaf. They did good things here. Yeah, Or they were a member of whatever team. They did good things here and therefore you want to own that jersey.
0: Don't you think that's sort of the equivalent right now? I was talking to a notorious pun maker... Uh, and Matt Feelings Herder, uh, James Wood on Twitter. Um, Giroux is Mm. similar to Tavares. Not only that he came home, but he's vindicating the rebuild. He's signing off on, yeah, I can see what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. uh, that's This is heading in the right direction. I would like to be a part of it. It's not just coming home. It's coming home at a time where you've turned a corner here right and and look, we can make all the jokes and, and you will uh, of how things have gone under John Tavares, but at the time that he came home, you know, they've had the the one series against Washington, no one expected them to win. The next year against Boston, they pushed them to seven. uh they weren't expected to win that one, but they could have won that one. But he comes home and you go, yeah, like I, I see what they've built here. I'm, it's not just about going home. It's about signing off on what's happening here and everything that's happened since has happened and, and that's fine.
1: And then what happened?
0: The other things happened. Uh, but that's a major free agent going, yeah, no, I, I see what you're doing there. I'm willing to come be a part of that. And yeah. to me, that's sort of what Claude Giroux looks like now. It's not just like, this is not. Patrick Marlowe or Jason Spezza like this Mm -hmm. is a guy who can still play and 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 contribute and he's looked at Ottawa and gone yeah I see what you're doing there I'm willing to come home and and be a part of that
1: yeah no I, I think that's a really fair comparison especially and I think in both cases you could make this argument either with Tavares or Giroux like when was the last time a high profile free agent voluntarily signed here yeah Right, and and I think even in Toronto, I know Toronto is a destination that people want to play in, yeah, even when they were bad. Now. <laughs> maybe not to the same extent, but they were they were usually at least in the conversation because that guy's from the GTA, yes. and therefore, oh, he might want to go home. Yep. But it never happened. That's right. And and in Ottawa, it's like we, we weren't even part of the conversation. No, far but less
0: people from the area, and the team was bad. Now, and the team was
1: bad, and people didn't want to be here. And you know, X Y. You know, teams
0: kind of turn directions. Big Tyler Mott. Maybe put yeah. somebody over the top. Welcome
1: to Mottawa. I think that was James Wood. So. Was.
0: Well <laughs> we will put him in the credits of this episode mm-hmm. for twice keeping us afloat. Uh look, we, we kind of got away from it here. The WNBA um oh, yeah, sports s- says they're coming to Canada uh for at least an exhibition game. We've talked before that MLSE is the logical, you know, first step for who's likely to put a WNBA team in Canada. But, uh, you know, that's on the horizon, but you also wanted to speak on the uh, WNBA finals, Mm -hmm. which is uh, you tweeted today, getting some actual attention on on the highlight shows.
1: What a novel concept. (laughs) Can you Um, believe it? it, Like, yeah, so I've been banging this drum for a while, and so people may be sick of me saying it, but not only do we need to put women's sports on TV and and we still need to do more of that. We've we've started to see the numbers just skyrocket by quite literally putting women's sports on TV. Yeah, we need to make the, it easy for people to stumble upon women's sports. I think that's becoming more and more um, easier to do. Now we need to start marketing it like we do other like, like men's sports, right? right? Like I, I remember, I think it was the finals last year, uh, Phoenix and Chicago. Uh, I can't remember which game it was but it was a massive game and, and Chicago was on the the uh, precipice of winning um their first uh, ever WNBA championship and it was a maybe 22nd highlight that showed one basket and didn't talk about anything to do with the the you know right. Candace Parker coming home to to win a championship or or Diana Taurasi yeah, trying to context. win zero context zero storyline right. And you, you don't realize how much that fuels your sports fandom. Like, we're told to care about the Battle of Ontario. We are
0: told well, we to we just care. did. Claude Giroux. Hey, he's coming home. John Tavares is coming home. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's playing their former team. Like, if you just throw some highlights up, nobody...
1: No, no one, no uh, maybe one knows what they
0: But you got to give the story.
1: You got to give the story. You got to tell people what to care about. And we don't realize how often that fuels what we care about course, in men's yeah. sports. Yeah. And that was never the case. And and this morning, I just I, I opened uh, TSN's website to to go and see the highlights of the game. Scrolled a little too far down the page, if I'm being honest, but whatever. And and there was like, a two, I think it was two minutes and 20 seconds or two minutes and 15 seconds or, or whatever of like what I would consider your standard highlight package for a game like this, right? right? Had the context coming in of of Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray just lighting it up in these playoffs, had, you know, all the highlights of the game, had the, you know, Becky Hammond and, and, and all like all the what I would consider major storylines coming into this game. Mm-hmm. And they actually had that and they talked about it. And and they and they showed the the best plays of the game and 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 provided some stats and how well you know Asia Wilson had a double double and and that's it, it, just like I, I I had never seen that <laughs> like that was honestly the first time I've seen that with the WNBA which is the saddest thing in the world sure um because you know we just watched one of the greatest players of all time mm-hmm. walk off the court for the last time in Sue Bird and Who's and that? yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you may have heard me talk about her I may have a time or two. But, like, you know, where was this when, when Sue Bird was dropping 22 points to help take the Seattle Storm to the finals in 2018, right? Like, the, some of the greatest games that have ever been played in this league have been played and then given, if they're lucky, 20 seconds of highlights the right. next day on a, on a sports show. And I'm, and I'm not singling out TSN. I work for them, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, but, like, any sports, uh, any sports show, uh, any sports highlight package... That's how you get people into it. I just think we need more of this, and and I was I was happy to see it. Like shout out to Sports Center for doing it. Let's let's do this more. Let's not make it just the finals. Um, you know, people don't know what to look for, and 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 uh, you know, you you can put the the sports on TV all you want, but if you're not properly marketing them, yeah. like, you know, what do you expect? But I I was really happy to see that.
0: What have you thought? I don't know how much time you've had after jet lag and returning from the UK the <laughs> and how much uh, how much time like what have you thought of these WNBA playoffs
1: oh my god um the Las Vegas Aces are just unstoppable yeah like yeah. and and I say that as, as someone whose team was eliminated by them um <laughs> when i when i found out seattle was playing vegas i was like oh, so this is going to be the end of Sue yeah. Bird's career, and and sure enough, it was. Um, all season, the Las Vegas Aces have just been one of the best teams. Uh, they were the best team in the league uh, to finish the season. Asia Wilson was both the MVP and the uh, best defensive player. Um, uh, Becky Hammond has just done a phenomenal job with that team, and and yeah, they were good, you know, going in. But you know, she's taken players like Kelsey Plum and brought her from the Sixth Woman of the Year to a uh, candidate for MVP this year. So, would
0: you go as far as to say a Plum candidate? There it is. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I'll see myself here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what are you, James Wood? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, like, I, I knew going into these playoffs, no one was stopping. Las Vegas, except maybe Chicago, and Chicago got eliminated by Connecticut, who is now in the finals with with Las Vegas. And yeah. this team is just so dominant, and and I fully expect a Thursday night is the is game three. It's a best of five series, so if uh, if Vegas wins this game, they win the championship, and I fully expect on Friday morning to see the Las Vegas Aces are are the WNBA champions um they're just too good like like from asia wilson to jackie young to chelsea gray who's having a playoffs that like no one has done what chelsea gray is doing in the playoffs in in league history and kelsey plum like i mentioned and and there's just this is such a great team and so much fun to watch so it's been a really entertaining playoffs from that perspective um but you just knew going in no one was stopping las vegas right
0: all right, before we move off this, we have to, uh, we had to make another trip to the mystical, mythical, magical fridge. Of course. And, uh, what'd you go with?
1: I went with a, um, another cream ale from, this is a classic, Muskoka. The classic. The Muskoka cream ale is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. They, I got a shout out to, uh, Manitoulin Brewing because the Killarney cream ale was delicious. It was pretty good, so, yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. What do you have?
0: Uh, I'm going with, uh, what, with your permission, I think we're calling the basic white girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh I I had kept this aside, thinking it might be a uh, a Shride's winner. It's not apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a pumpkin ale from the Lake of Bays Brewing Company. And if I'm being honest with you, I I think it it plays on my like growing up on the trans severn Waterway and like cottage country. Like there's something about the Lake of Bays. No, I've never been to lake of bays, but it sounds gorgeous right mm-hmm. just the name sounds like it paints a very nice picture so this is their pumpkin ale uh six percent, probably a little more than we needed after the uh I'm a bone cracker oh uh, God seven percent but uh whatever we're, we're working our way through uh but this is the pumpkin ale that I thought screeds might be into based on her love of the fall season and all things and uh, I suggested it to her before the show, and she was like nah. She gave a very similar reaction to what she gave to the Clash at the Castle by uh, WWE. Yeah, uh, just I just... Just the, the Heisman. Just, nah.
1: I just don't love pumpkin beers. I wish I did. I also don't love pumpkin spice lattes. I am a basic white girl in many ways, but not that.
0: I'm pretty sure this will be my first pumpkin beer. Oh.
1: Okay, I need to know what you think. I'm going in. All right, good luck to you, sir. Because I, I just... Every time I have a pumpkin beer, it tastes like a candle.
0: Kind of tastes like a candle. There it is. Yeah. (laughs) They always do. I don't hate it. It tastes like something actually, uh, and we'll talk to, uh, you know, next week when we're over at the Need a Beer Company. Uh, We will also be uh, talking to Andy, not just about Oktoberfest. I did promote this earlier, right? That we were going to be there. You sure did. Okay. Did
1: the bone shaker get you?
0: (laughs) I'm a bone cracker. (laughs) Um... The uh the, the advent calendar. From oh, the you beer. did
1: not promote the advent calendar. No, no, calendar. no,
0: that's okay. That's one of the things when we go talk to Andy next week, we will be talking about the calendar. And this tastes like something that comes out of the calendar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I haven't
1: tasted it, but like I assume it does.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'm not much A on coffee or lattes or whatever. So like every year when everybody gets all up in arms about either i love the pumpkin spice thing or i'm sick of hearing about the pumpkin spice thing i'm sort of indifferent because mm-hmm. i don't go to starbucks or timmy's or whatever but i sort of get it here like it's i you actually were
1: happy when the pumpkin trend came into the beer world
0: i guess i'm fine with this i don't love it i don't hate it it just tastes like uh i don't know i wish you hadn't said candle cuz now candle is yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i ruined i that's
1: my bad i ruined that for you I the first pumpkin beer I ever had was just at the most like stereotypical place. It was I'm at not a not eating it. It's yeah, it's not terrible, yeah. but it's just not my thing. Yeah, I was in Vancouver okay. in like a hipster bar. Right, this was like 2015. Yeah, so like right at the when the craft beer craze was really starting to mm-hmm. tick up, and I was in the most hipster place of all time in Vancouver, and and I tried a Mill Street pumpkin beer. And oh. uh,
0: you went to Vancouver and drank mill street
1: i know right (laughs) very weird um this is like
0: me taking my australian friend to the irish bar yeah scottish irish that's what we do highland yeah
1: and i only i think the only reason i had mill street was because it was a pumpkin beer and i wanted to try it yeah i've had a few pumpkin beers since and just every time i'm like it's kind of like every year i get a pumpkin spice latte just to remind myself i don't like pumpkin spice right okay
0: it's not bad um why don't we talk just a little bit about there was a list put out uh, for some reason by a sports betting company uh, I but
1: wonder why
0: i'll take uh I'll take content from whoever's offering it up uh, of the most expensive places to see an n h l game and I will happily admit I know Shrides, you got the list there in front mm-hmm. of you. I was surprised Toronto was not number one now they were number two. <laughs> But I was surprised they were not number one. Um, And I will lay the cards on the table here. Back around 2009, 2010, 2011, I attended several games a year. Not on my own dime. Uh, as my dad had a buddy who... whose buddy had season tickets. His dad had season tickets. Oh, God. Some weird thing. His dad passes... Leaves the tickets to the three kids, but my dad's buddy doesn't care about hockey. So he keeps like one, maybe two games a year and then sells the rest of his games to my dad. My dad also doesn't care about hockey, but I do. My mom does. My cousin does. Like it's a worthwhile, I was going to say investment. It was not a worthwhile investment. There was no return on it. It was just, hey, the people around you love you for getting these tickets. Yeah. Um. So, I can remember, I don't know, for several years having uh, seven, eight, nine games a year down at the ACC that I would be able to go to. Maybe my mom would go to one. Maybe one of my sisters would care and go to another. But for the most part, I got them. And I would go with my buddy. And he would, you know, as a thank you or whatever you would call it, like he would want to buy at least the first round because I had provided the tickets. Right. So he'd buy the first round of beers and I would tell him often, like, I didn't, it just didn't cost me. <laughs> yeah. like This was my dad and God love him. Uh, but, you know, it, it was still to my buddy. He was like, well, you still could have invited someone else. So I'll buy <laughs> the beers. So I can remember we would go and uh, before we would sit down, we had the seats were actually fantastic. They actually looked like you were watching on TV, except you were in the building. We were about 10 rows up in the 300s, which in at the ACC is the second deck. So we were basically like almost dead center ice, uh, at the bottom of the leaf logo. So you're seeing the same view that people watching on TV get. Uh, and when you would go down our steps on the right side of the steps, when you would get onto the concourse was a Tim Horton's. Oh, wow. On the left side, literally right, like you could elbow it as you were walking out. There was a beer stand. Perfect. And dead straight across the concourse was the men's room. You literally could not find better seats. And so we would go. And I remember for the first two years that we would do this, my buddy would go, he would throw down a 20, a five and a toonie. It was 12 bucks for a large beer times two. So it's 24 bucks, a toonie as a tip and off you go. Right. (sighs) Yeah. And I can remember when we went back at the beginning of the third year, he threw down the 20, the five and the toonie and the woman goes, keep going.
1: Oh God.
0: They'd upped the price of beers to 14 bucks a pint. And he started to look at me and goes. I know I didn't buy the tickets, but even now this is starting to become like a bit much. A little bit. So you have the list there in front of you. Toronto is not the most expensive. Pl- and I'll be honest, with you, I'm shocked. Like even it's been years since we had that arrangement, but I've kept an eye on what ticket prices are. I've, I've ke- like, they're not number one. Did that catch you off guard before we get to who is? Or did you just assume Toronto was the most expensive?
1: Honestly, it. looking at it now, like if you were to ask me where's the most expensive place to, to watch hockey, I would say one of either Toronto or, can I say who's number one? Sure. New York. Yep. New York Rangers. Yep. And and the difference is $7 Canadian for the average overall cost. Yeah. um, Which is not, cr- you know, a, a crazy amount, but like New York City is so expensive. You're going to Madison Square Garden. If
0: you had said to me Toronto's not number one, guess who is? I'd have said Montreal. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, they also have a slightly bigger arena, so they have more to sell. I don't know. I'm surprised. I would not have picked any U.S. market to be ahead of Toronto.
1: And yet there's uh, one, two, three, yeah, four is a U.S. Down. markets between Toronto and Montreal. Yeah. I-, I was a little surprised, and like I kind of talked it through in my head with the novelty still being there, but like Vegas and Seattle are three and four, That's respectively.
0: Weird. Especially th- Seattle.
1: Especially Seattle. I think that's a little interesting because...
0: Like, you know, when you go to Vegas, you expect someone to empty your pockets. <laughs>
1: that's the thing. And even if you're not... Like, I was just in Vegas in July. Right. Everything is so expensive yeah, there. Yeah. Like, your average beer at, like, any bar is probably $15 yes. US after tip. So... American. Yeah. I, I'm not overly surprised that that Vegas is up there. Seattle's a little surprising, but Seattle's not the cheapest city in the world. And no. I think a lot of that is down to the the novelty of it. I guess. Um it being so new. Maybe. So hit us
0: with the top ten.
1: All right, top ten. So we got New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Vegas Golden Knights, Seattle store Seattle Kraken, <laughs> excuse me. Slip. Uh, Boston Bruins, Chicago Blackhawks, Montreal Canadiens, Washington Capitals, yeah. Nashville Predators. I don't know if I I'm don't at get ten.
0: That. No, it's <laughs> nine.
1: Nine, New York Islanders.
0: So, so York weird. Islanders, that,
1: that, the Islanders is really surprising. Yes. Nashville, surprising, but also like it's becoming such a hot tourist city. I looked at this and went, who's fleecing Canadians?
0: That's sort of, yeah. Vegas yeah, is fleecing Canadians. Yeah, when your team goes, you're going to go. Yeah, Vegas is. Great time for a bachelor party yeah. or something.
1: And uh, and I can see Nashville being somewhat a similar sentiment.
0: Yes. I can see, like... How far down beyond that is Vancouver?
1: Vancouver is 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. And then Edmonton is 15. Follow. Yeah, yeah.
0: And see, I, I would have had Vancouver, if you'd asked me to rank them off the top of my head, I would have assumed... Like, Vancouver's an expensive city, too, right? And, and yeah. Canadian city. I, I don't know. I I would have expected the Rangers to be probably top five, but to see them at number one was just shocking to me just because there's so much to do in New York. And if you don't want to go to the Rangers, you can go to the Islanders or the Devils or, you know what I'm saying? Like there was just something about seeing the Rangers at number one. I I, I know up here, the golden goose is the NHL and you mm-hmm. can ring Canadian wallets dry on anything NHL. And so I was, I was really shocked to see, like I said, the Toronto wasn't number one. And once they weren't number one, that Montreal wasn't the one ahead of them.
1: Yeah. And I, that
0: Vancouver didn't crop. Vancouver crack the top being ten. as
1: low as they are is very surprising yeah. just because of the cost of anything in that city. Um, but uh, Ra- New Yorkers love the Rangers. Yeah it, yeah. it is a surprising. I know, like, as Canadians, we love to think that Americans hate hockey, but, like, <laughs> in New York, they love the Rangers. And, and yeah, there's a lot to do, but I'm gonna, I mean, I going to a Yankees game ain't cheap. Nope. So I bet you by comparison, maybe a Rangers yeah. game is a cheap night out. No one
0: really wants to see the Knicks right now.
1: No. <laughs> and and I, and I do think that like, you know, if you want, yeah, you can go see the, the, the Devils or the Islanders or the Nets or, or yeah. whatever, but you got to travel a little bit to get there. Right. A bit, yeah. If you live in Manhattan, this is right there. And I also think there's a tourist aspect to it. And not, that's not to say that like the only people flooding Madison Square Gardens are Canadians, but like, I think anywhere where you're looking at at tourist tourism being a hub of of their culture, th- yeah. it's not overly surprising that hockey's up there because you've got a lot of people looking for something to I'd do like, while they're in the city. I,
0: I'd like to see something at the Garden.
1: Hell yeah! That's like I was just th- like, saying like it's, like, it's on my bucket list going so.
0: to the Rangers. I don't know or a concert of a band I really like. Like I do want to get to the Garden, so maybe that is part of it for some people, right? Like
1: yeah. With Arizona sitting at the bottom, I mean, yeah. not overly surprising. But no. do, do you think it's going to change with ASU and tickets being like four hundred dollars minimum? The,
0: uh I, I did they not announce like a week or two ago? We expect to sell out every game. Like, good for you. Yeah, thirty
1: five hundred. F-
0: right. Like, what is this? Uh, Ottawa, I think, was around twenty four, and even that, I, I, I gotta be and honest. Ottawa's
1: four up from the bottom, five up from the bottom.
0: I'm, su- yeah. I'm surprised. I honestly thought that all of the Canadian markets would be at least in the top twenty, just based on we're willing to pay more, like we yeah. love it more than not all like Philly, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, the New York teams. Like they're big hockey markets. Boston, I I do get that. I, I would not have expected Ottawa to have been fourth from the bo- because again they don't. They don't drop their prices. No. People just don't go.
1: It's a bit of a cost of now. living thing too. I think that, like, a lot of this list reflects the cost of living. Yeah. And Ottawa's not, I mean, geez, the last couple of years, <laughs> maybe a bit, but Ottawa's not the most expensive city in the world. No. And and I think the, the cost of going to any event in each city kind of reflects the general cost of living. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I'd say, little to no tourist draw in Ottawa for Sens games because it is so far outside of downtown. Yeah. That will change um, yes. with LeBreton. And, yep. and, and and I know Sens fans hate the argument of it being so far outside of downtown because it wasn't a factor in the early 2000s. Yeah, well, the team was A, really good, yep. and B... I don't want to say the novelty there was, was still there. A, novelty a there. little bit. Yeah, yeah. They'd only been back in the league for ten years, man. Like yeah. and you know, this
0: brand spanking new building.
1: Yeah, this this building is old now. It's there's nothing special about it. It's no. dated, um, and you know I'm not complaining because I live in Almont and it is a very reasonable fifteen minute drive for me.
0: Uh, I've said before, to be honest with you, in the building, I prefer Canadian Tire Center to Scotiabank arena like yeah partly because it's been dropped into the middle of a farmer's field you have this <laughs> all the space for these wide concourses and so it's a and it's not old what is it 96 97 it opened something like that but it it has this and part of it we've had uh sends dj on the podcast but part of it is like him playing the more rock stuff to me that I associate with hockey, as opposed to Scotiabank Arena, which is like the worst whitest nightclub you've ever seen in your <laughs> life in terms of the music that they play. How much uh, pitbull do they play? It's it's a lot of it's a lot of pitbull. Uh, pit it's a lot of pitbull. Um, but I pit I enjoy. I look. It's not that I don't enjoy games at Scotiabank Arena, but there's a vibe at the CTC, especially on a Leaf sends night, which is let's be honest, the only time I go. um, Chanting and back and me. forth and, uh, but it, 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 will make a huge difference. And I've said this a hundred times on the show before, so I hope people will stick with me here. When they get to LeBreton, Breton, based on where I live, where we sit here right now and record this show, would I go out to Canada on Thursday night to see the Sens and Penguins? No. Would I go to LeBreton Breton from here to see Sidney Crosby? Yeah, yeah, probably would. Probably would. It's totally different.
1: It's a game changer. Yeah. Like, and again, it's nothing. Canada served us well in the time that it For was sure. there. There's, I, I don't And wanna... the building
0: is better than people say it is. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think we always. The location
0: sucks. The building is fine.
1: I, I always look at the CTC and go, it's still a new building. And then I remember, no, it was built almost 30 years ago. <laughs> so when like,
0: we were all still using Corel software. <laughs>
1: I worked for Carell, sir, and uh, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> no, like I, I think that we forget that it it is in need of an upgrade, right? And I think the whole thing with the Breton was like, I think I can't remember what the the number was, but at one point when Eugene Melnick was still around, it there was something to the effect of like, like CTC was going to require millions of dollars of of upgrade just to like keep it functional, yeah. or build a new stadium, yeah. And, and obviously I think building a new stadium is a great idea just location wise. But one thing I think in Ottawa that we've, we've, that's changed since, since the CTC came around, we've, the Red Blacks have come to town and under new and better ownership than Mm -hmm. the Renegades were. You go to a Red Blacks game on a Friday night or a Saturday night, that's a social experience, right? You're going to hang out in the log cabin or on the South side Mm because North side sucks. Um, (laughs) And and have <laughs> beers with your friends and catch up and meet someone at halftime for a beer. Yeah. And not like, obviously you're going to watch football, but you don't have to be a football fan to go. Oh. Like that's the beauty of Red Blacks games. They're so much fun. Yeah. It's such a social experience. We don't have that at the C D C. And I know that hockey games just maybe don't lend themselves quite as well to that, but But they
0: could more.
1: They could. And and part of that is going for a beer beforehand and then walking to the game. What a freaking novel concept that we can't do right now at the CTC. That alone, you know, foot traffic is one thing and draw of downtown is another, but like just having an ecosystem of restaurants and bars and all that stuff around it afterwards is such a draw because you can make a social experience out of that.
0: Well, I know you and Josh do it all the time, but the night before we did episode 1000 here, Maddie and I, Go and meet you at a bar not far from the stadium. Yep. Walk over afterwards. Uh, had we not spent the entire first quarter lost trying to find <laughs> our seats, um, maybe we could have met again at halftime. But once we found our seats, we were not moving. We were yeah. not leaving. Um, you, no one is taking the bus to Canada to maybe run into somebody, and then we all go stand at that like one set of front doors. Like, it's just a totally different vibe, but I, I will be honest with you. When I saw this list, I did not, as much as I love and I still love and will always love to poke fun at the Sens, I did not expect them to be this low on, because once you're in the building, it's not, it's not cheaper than other Canadian buildings. It's still 11 bucks for a tall bowl. It, does, you know, yeah, right? it definitely still, doesn't feel
1: like it. And and like, you know, you look at this list and even looking at the very bottom, Arizona, it's still $115 Canadian yeah. average. So it's like none of this is a cheap night, no. out, right? And and it's an expensive experience to go to a hockey game, and and that's I hate to say it, it's probably only going to get worse in the next little while with the cost of everything going yeah. up. Um, but yeah, like I I didn't expect Ottawa to be that far down. Then again, you know, the last couple of years things have turned around now. Yep. The last couple of years have been really rough. Yeah,
0: and this is based on 21-22. Yeah. Um then they, you know, attendance was not great. It was not. Uh if you had to and maybe it doesn't matter, but if you were given the chance to see the Sens anywhere you wanted on the road. Where do you want to go? Oh my god.
1: This is so You've exciting. won a
0: contest on the radio station. Like so, you, as someone who works for the radio station, have rigged it. Yeah, and you have not won. Josh has won uh, tickets, and you guys—that's fair. Now get to see that's fair. The keep, Sens, keep from getting anyway. fired. Um, if he's not taking me to like Royal Rumble, that's somewhere. fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if I get to go, yeah, you know, like I was—I was actually thinking about this this morning. Like, it is a one of my bucket list items to see a Saturday night game. In Montreal at the Bell Center, yeah. but I don't want that game to be an Ottawa game because hmm. that will not be fun for me.
0: Is it because you wouldn't wear your jersey?
1: I would, and then it would not and be fun. It, it would be not be yeah, a fun night. This, yeah, I okay. did the Saturday night thing yeah. in Toronto. I'm not doing it again. Okay. Um, I want that to be like a New York Islanders game, like so, some game where I'm like, I just hope both teams have fun. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'd love to, I really want to go to a game in Vegas yeah. because I, it just seems like such a fun... Do you want that to fun, be a Sens game? Yeah, yeah, I would because that's. I, it's a tourist game. It's a tourist game. I would not be the
0: only. No, you wouldn't.
1: Sense fan there would there. be at
0: least four or five of you.
1: Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and and I feel like Vegas Golden Knights fans are so used to that that 100%. there probably isn't that like it, awkward and like rudeness. It,
0: doesn't it seem like every home game is somebody's bachelor party night, right? 100%. Like Boston fans, Detroit fans, Minnesota fans, like.
1: It's like a bunch of white dudes going, Vegas can't handle us. Like, sure, Greg, Vegas has never seen four Bay Street dudes in suits. Welcome. Vegas has handled and swallowed every one of you. you will be fine. Trust me. Yeah, Vegas will be fine.
0: I think that's right. One of the ones for me, and my buddy and I used to talk about this all the time, could you ever find, and this is before they turned into a just gong show debacle of a franchise, could you porter airlines on a saturday morning down see the cubs at 1 p.m in chicago the blackhawks at seven or eight and maybe then spend the night or is there a late night flight home whatever i i'd love to or i would have loved to have seen a game and it doesn't have to be a leaf game in chicago yeah in their prime that would have like Yeah, well, you know what?
1: <laughs> Not everything's about <laughs> you, Shreds. Right? That's true. I just got really excited there. They were garbage then, like in terms of a like Good. moral <laughs> oh, moral okay. standpoint. Yeah. I just didn't know
0: it yet. I, I would have liked to have, yeah. That, at the time, that was sort of my, uh, you know, my go-to. Could you see the Cubs and the Blackhawks in one day? I thought that might have been kind of You could have
1: timed fun. it perfectly because the Cubs won in, the, in 2016. Yeah. They won the World Series. So you could have gone that season. And baseball, Not
0: yet known that the Blackhawks were total garbage. Yeah, they
1: would have been yet. the defending Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, so yeah. it would have been October, early hockey or a playoff baseball.
0: Yeah, and that's or it. April. It has that to be base- late fall yeah. or early spring. Is what-
1: baseball and hockey are next to impossible to to line up because you're in the playoffs for either one. Yeah, and so no matter what, it's going to be expensive.
0: I've had some buddies who've seen the Leafs in both Tampa and in sunrise and mm. said like it's fantastic cuz it's like 12 bucks to get in and um and then it's half leaf fans anyway so that would be kind of cool. Uh I think though outside of all of that to me it's 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 probably Madison Square Garden. Right? Yeah, I'd like it to see a Leaf
1: game or could it be any No.
0: And it, again like you said it might be better if it's not. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'll be cheering hard for the Rangers. It just means I'm not getting punched out.
1: On the exactly, the it's building. like go team. Yeah. I'm a neutral party. I'm just here to see a
0: game, right? I'm Switzerland. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I enjoy cheese and chocolate and, and, and well, beer. well-built washes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are sort of the ones. But uh, yeah, I, I, I was just honestly kind of stunned that the Leafs were not the most expensive night out in the NHL because, They're as close. someone who has gone to their games many oh. times. Even when they're here in Ottawa, do you remember maybe the year, the second year before the pandemic, they adjusted the pricing strategy and there was like whatever platinum games and gold games. And it used to be when they first did, it it was like all the Canadian teams were on like one top level and then like Nashville or Miami was the bottom level or whatever. And then in the last year, it was like, nope, just Toronto. Toronto is the top priced, and because they knew they were just selling tickets to Leaf fans. And uh, and that was the year I went, yeah, fuck you. I'll buy it yeah. secondhand, last minute, and I buy it from a scalper. And at, normally at like 5.30 p.m., prices plummet. People yeah. panic that they're not going to get their money out of it, because they went from charging $700 for their third <laughs> deck seat you're like fuck you to like 35 bucks <laughs> like just try and get something out of it Um, that used to happen a lot like you could wait and you could you could kind of I don't know if you're smart about it I, I've told the story I to you, you and on the show of ending up somehow in that like bell oh the bell uh, club yeah like no way yeah did I not tell you this I don't think
1: I heard that story this is the
0: same weekend my friend from Australia is here and on the, su- uh, it's a Sunday afternoon or a Monday afternoon. It's a holiday long weekend, family day long. weekend. these, one of these most prestigious holidays, of course, that wasn't completely invented by Hallmark. No. Um, I was like, yeah, we'll go see an NHL game. Cause she'd wanted to see a hockey game. And, uh, so I think it's the holiday Monday and the game's at 3 PM and it, 1130 or 12, cause we've had some late nights. She's like, I'm going to go have a nap. And I was like, all right, I'll go and take a look, another look and see what there is for t- and whatever, if it turns out, we'll just grab terrible seats, but often secondhand market like that, people just hand them in late and I'm kind of clicking away on the Ticketmaster website or whatever. And then all of a sudden I get like row double A in a section I've never heard of, but I know that double A is like second row at worst. <laughs> Like, all right, I'll take those. So we show up to the game, and we're wandering around, and the usher is like, Do you know where you're going? I'm like, No, no. I don't. <laughs> and he takes us back and he's like, Oh, no, no, you're over here. So we go back, we're behind the senator's net, and we go all the way down and down and down and down and down. And we get right literally to ice level, and there's these like two big bucket leather seats, and someone comes out and takes our jackets. And then we go back in behind and they're like, there's beers and there's, oh, I remember there was Nanaimo bars, uh, (laughs) private bar and bathroom. And I said to the guy, when we got up to the bar, I was like, like, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but where are we? He's like, he looked at our tickets. He's like, oh, like one of the like season ticket holders in this section, uh, must've just turned them in last second. And you got them on (sighs) the secondary market
1: come on
0: and so we're looking around and she goes are you like trying to big time me and i'm like i'm more impressed than you are <laughs> like i don't know i'm like i'm go me <laughs> yeah like i i know who these guys are i've never sat this close to nhl action in my life and so uh at second intermission i go back there and uh, i was like is this the last chance we have to get beers She's like oh no we stay open after the rest of the arena come like, on <gasps> So, yeah, we had a couple more rounds. They did the post-game show down there. Gord Wilson interviewed, I think it was J.G. Paggio, after the game, like, in this little area where we're mowing down Nanaimo bars and post-game Amazing, But, uh, like, it was just by chance that we got these tickets and... I had no idea where they were or what they were. I don't remember how we ended up on this subject, but it, I, I, I'll never forget. Like a great night. Yeah, I'll never forget. Well, because it started at 2, like I said, like the game was at like 3 or 4 p.m., so it wasn't crazy late mm-hmm. yet either. Uh, but yeah, like, I'll never forget her looking at me, like, are you trying to like impress me? Are you trying to be I'm like, no. Like no, I I'm the one backwards. Yeah, I'm the one who loves hockey. You couldn't possibly care less. I'm loving this more than you
1: are. That does sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: i don't know expensive sends tickets or not or something i don't remember how we got here
1: no so is cost of 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 tickets that's
0: yeah. well, these were like 55 bucks a piece if you wait to the last possible second
1: okay that's my strategy going <laughs> forward just wait till the last
0: minute yep anything else we need to get to on this one strides because we are way off the rails here i don't
1: know no i don't think so and yeah i think we've hit on uh, all the topics we planned on how's the pumpkin beer final verdict
0: feeling basic white girl awesome it's not Live, bad. Live, laugh, love. It's not bad, honestly.
1: Someone needs to create a pumpkin beer that is called Live, Laugh, Love. Why? Because it's basic.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody.
1: Why? I don't know. Have things. we not have that yet? That's my question. There's a missed, a missed opportunity. We'll talk to Nito about that next week.
0: Ooh, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yep. Uh, with that in mind, we'll wind things down. Good idea. Yeah, it's a very good idea. Uh, Rob is back. On Monday and uh coming up we're also gonna have Arden Welling from Sportsnet the Blue Jays are in the thick of it uh trying to uh qualify for the playoffs Sean Fitzgerald from the Athletic's gonna be here We've got lots to talk about with him uh as he covers the uh, sports media industry for the Athletic that's gonna be a lot of fun and then yeah you're back next Thursday we got uh we got tons of stuff to cover and then I don't know have we agreed on what plans are next weekend Am I coming out? I'm going to check out your keg. Is that what we're doing? Are you coming here? We... Oh yeah, we got to figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure that.
1: Out. We just we just finished the most recent keg, so oh. we need to make sure we have is a new Guinness? keg tapped.
0: Okay.
1: I, I I wish it was Guinness. I know.
0: I'm I know. I'm not going to lie.
1: We we have looked up how to do it. Yeah, I know. It, it th- is a
0: very legitimate. No, plan. it's a chore too. I, yeah. I've looked at the same thing here, so uh, we'll wind things down here because. Because I don't know where we are at this point. Uh, That is Tall Can Audio episode 1012. Michaela Schreider is on Twitter and on uh, Instagram at Schreides, S-C-H-R-E-I-D-S. You can get her craft beer takes at Crafted in the Capital on Instagram. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Anything else? That's it. That's it. No. We're out. Peace. See ya. (laughs) we've
1: had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun but now the time has come to go if this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow i'd be in heaven still doing this show see you some other time <laughs> <laughs>